Well, Labour announced yesterday that bottom trawling and Danish seining will be banned in most of the Hauraki Gulf. This is part of a plan to better protect the 1.2 million hectare marine park. They've got four options going for public consultation next week, one of them stipulating that bottom trawling would be banned from 89% of the Gulf. Currently, 27% of the Gulf is closed to bottom trawling and Danish seining fishing method, uh, methods. Bottom trawling is dragging weighted nets over the seafloor to catch the fish, which is what all the commercial operators do because you know it's easier to get maximum fish. Danish seining I had to look up because I had no idea what that was, but it's apparently similar to a small trawl net, but the wire warps are much longer. Um, and there are no otterboards. So the seine boat drags the warps in the net in a circle around the fish and sort of herds the fish into a central net, wrapping them up. So is this uh, is the government's announcement yesterday of looking to ban this in most of the Hauraki Gulf, is it just too little too late? Because we actually have a massive problem in the Gulf that the government's arguably dropped the ball on, and it's not trawlers, it's seaweed. Two years ago, an invasive, destructive seaweed named Kalerpa, you've probably heard about it already, you might have, uh, was detected around Great Barrier. And it reportedly spreads rapidly and suffocates the seabed, resulting in a loss of 50% of our fish biomass and 30% of our marine biodiversity. So what did the government do about it? Well, MPI implemented a monitor and observe strategy, despite Kalerpa causing catastrophic and irreversible marine damage in different parts of the world. The ministry responsible for our ocean's biosecurity have spent two years, as they say, aggressively monitoring, as it's basically spread rapidly along our northeastern coastline. So have they shown enough readiness and urgency in tackling this? Well, given it's one of the most harmful species to take up residence on our coastlines, I'd argue not. I mean, Kalerpa's now so widespread on the western coast of Great Barrier that it's spread to the Mercury Islands, the Bay of Islands and Waiheke Island. That's a huge amount of coverage in an area described as Auckland's jewel in the crown. And bear in mind, they've known about this for more than two years. So arguably, we're now at a critical point, right? We've got about a three-month window before summer arrives. And what happens then? Well, water temperatures increase, boat and fishing activity will be peaking, all of which is a perfect storm for the seaweed to flourish and entirely smother our ocean seabed. I mean, internationally, if you look at experience from North America, where the weed's been suppressed and contained and even eradicated, it shows that immediate action between government and communities actually delivered the successful result. Here, mana whenua, community groups, local and international scientists, they've all voiced concerns about the extreme threat Kalu proposes to our coastlines, biodiversity and ecosystems, they've even offered up a range of solutions to the government that they all agree on, despite their frustrations at how slow the government's been to act on this in any sort of decisive fashion. So they've agreed on how to combat it, ways to suppress the spread, uh, investments that will enable community to take a more localised approach to dealing with the surveillance and some extraction and monitoring of it. And yet, what's the government doing? They are monitoring and observing. And at this rate, all that's doing is allowing the killer algae to spread. For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to News Talk ZB from 5am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.